In today's episode, Kai talks about how one chance meeting single-handedly lifted him out of homelessness and the juvenile justice system. Are you hitting a wall in your business because you feel like you're too busy? Do you ever wish there were more hours in a day? This podcast is for hyper-focused entrepreneurs who want to learn the secrets of superhuman productivity. Together, we're going to kick procrastination in the teeth. We're going to slice through BS excuses like a katana blade. We don't ever wonder what happened because we're the ones that made it happen. My name is Josh Thomas. You've now entered the do zone. Welcome to the DZ Tribe. Listen and be open, but don't let anybody tell you who you are. Jeff Bezos. DZ Tribe, Josh Thomas. If you haven't already, check out thedozone.com for productivity tips, accountability, and a bunch of really cool ass people that are looking to get more stuff done. Once again, that's thedozone.com. Today's guest is Kai Logue. Kai is a real estate investor, entrepreneur, and the owner of We Buy Sad Houses. He broke out of a life filled with negativity and poverty and is on a mission to help others do the same. Kyle, welcome to the Do Zone. Say what's up to the tribe and tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Hey, what's up, DZ Tribe? Uh, thanks for having me, man. I'm definitely excited to be on here. Big fan of the podcast and you know, loved everything I've listened to so far and excited to be here. Uh, but yeah, so as far as getting things done, um, it, for me, it's focus. Um, I know it sounds simple, but for me, I've always struggled with focus. So I've tried different hacks, different little things to do to really try to be as productive as I can. Um, and yeah, so one of the things I do is I do what I call power blocking. Um, a great book. Um, it's by Jeb Blunt, it's called Fanatical Prospecting. Uh, and he talks about these basically two hour power blocks. Um, and I've, I'd usually only do them at an hour because I really struggle with focusing, but I'll have a set activity, whether it's maybe prospecting, which is an example he's in the book or marketing or anything I want to do. And just in that hour, that's all I'll do. You know, I basically I blank everything out and make sure I have no other tabs open. Um, and that's all I'm doing for that hour. Um, I also like, um, like music helps me. I do uh, listen to like Baroque classical music, uh, lo-fi, just instrumental. Um, anything that's like focused, study music um, helps me. Even uh, like video game instrumentals. Um, those are like basically made so you can play the game or do whatever and still get stuff done. So stuff like that, yeah, um, really helps me. And then, then supplements too. Um, yeah, I do take some L-theanine, uh, a few other ones too. Like, uh, and then, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of caffeine. I'm good to go. <laughs> well, that's that's really cool that you mentioned about the music. Um, and first of all, uh, you definitely don't want to look at uh, at my Chrome browser because I've got way more tabs open than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's it's pretty cool you said about and uh, Baroque and classical music, and especially about the video game music. Like it's that music is designed to be working in the background and kind of keep you motivated to play the game, kind of as a way to keep you going. And that's I've never really thought about that before, but you're right. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's helpful for me. I mean, like I said, any little thing I can do to be a little more focused or productive, I'm, I'm going to try it. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. So, so tell me a little bit uh, about you were homeless for a while, right? Or you were, uh, you grew up in some group homes. I mean, you've had, you have not had the path laid out and at your feet. You had to go and scrap for it. So, maybe take me back to a moment 
where you were struggling with some of this stuff and, and, and you decided, all right, you know, enough is enough. And you started to, to make a change. Yeah, really. So it's the, the change point happened. My whole life was pretty much shit as a kid. Um, really from like elementary school, like first, second grade, my first stepdad was a piece of, piece of shit. Um, and I just would be grounded all the time. And then from there, just my life did not get any better. Um, bounced around a lot. I think I went to like 12 different high schools, uh, was homeless as a kid, uh, group homes, UV, even a stint in a children's mental hospital. That was a fucking nightmare. But yeah, so a bunch of stuff and, you know, kind of was like out at my wits end, but I always had like big dreams and big goals, but I never had really had anyone who believed in me. Um, so it was, it was tough, but when I met my now wife, um, shit changed. I mean, I was kind of at the end of my rope. Um, I was coming off you know, multiple suicide attempts. I was, you know, selling drugs, working at Wendy's, doing anything I could just to like get by to the next day, you know, stealing food to eat. Um, really just about as fucking done. And, um, I met my wife at the time, not at the time. She's my wife now. Um, uh, but I met my wife and she was, we we're 18 and she was the first person to like believe in me. And, um, and that was just a game changer for me. Just have one person, you know, like, oh, no, like, I, I believe these, like, you know, these things you say you want to do. I, I believe that. Um, and that was really it. Just was that one person. And I wanted to prove to her that, you know, I was that person. Um, and I wasn't all talk when everybody else said I was. Um, so that, yeah. that was really how it started. Sometimes, sometimes just, just one person believing in you is all you need. Right. Just one person saying, hey you are worth something or you're worth something more than what you think you are. Just that one person can make a difference, just make an impact on one person. And, and, and it's a great lesson that you can kind of flip around because you had, you had that one person who believed in you and it changed your life. Right. And so how do you pay that forward? And you find one person that you can have an impact on that you can believe in and, make sure that the world continues to be a, a, a place that, that we can, that we can live in. Right. And that, that's really it. That's kind of my focus now. I want to hopefully share more of my story and open up. I've never really shared it before. And I'm hoping maybe I can just inspire one person. And yeah, I really strive to be a go-giver, um, you know, really give and help any way I can, you know, cause I just, I know what, what a difference that can make. You know, it's, it's the craziest thing. Uh, I had, uh, I got a comment on, uh, previous podcast episode. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it may have been uh, with Chris Kelly, uh, who was one of. Uh, I think he was like episode two or something. And and Chris and I were sitting there and talking about uh, just just do the next thing, do one thing at a time, and uh, take away all these distractions. And we were talking about delegating, productivity, and all these things. And I got a comment from somebody. Uh, who listened to that episode and decided, you know what, these guys are making a lot of sense. And he had been struggling with this restaurant opening for months and months. There was just so much stuff to do. And it was overwhelming. He was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to make this work. Mm. And then after listening to that podcast episode with Chris and I, he said, you know what, I'm, I took all the things that needed to happen and I gave them a number, a one or a two, one, two, one, two. Mm. And everything that was a two, I decided that I could do after the launch. And it wasn't essential to the launch. And we moved the launch up to, uh, at the time he had said the launch was going to be next week mm. instead of like months down the road. And that was one of the coolest things that I, that I'd ever heard that, you know, me just shooting the shit 
with my friend on a podcast had an impact on somebody to the point to where they're like, you know what? I'm going to take some action. I'm going to do this. Thanks guys. Yeah. You never know who you're going to affect, but you got to be out there making sure that you share everything that you know and give, give every little nugget of knowledge that you have because you never know who's going to pick up what. Right. Uh, that's huge, man. I think in people that listen to podcasts like this and spend the time doing personal development, you know, they're the ones who are going to take action and, and do stuff with stuff they hear because, you know, they're, they're looking for it. You know, they're just not sitting being passive. So, so I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Yeah. Uh, have you had an instance where you were just out there being yourself, giving value, dropping knowledge bombs, and suddenly it had an impact on somebody? Has there ever been a moment like that where you didn't even realize that you were affecting somebody else in such a positive way? Yeah, I actually have one moment a couple of weeks ago. Now it was, um, I had a flip house that we're doing um, over in Windcrest, which is in San Antonio. Um, and one of the guys we had, the, the guy left it trashed, uh, sold it to us. And it was a huge headache because it was, it was like a hoarder and wasn't supposed to be left that way. So I had to hire a company to come clean it out. Uh, the company did a great job and you know, they, they killed it. They got it all done in one day. It's like a 3000 square foot property. Um, I don't know how they did it in one day. Um, I was super impressed. So I made sure I you know, went out of my way and said, Hey, I, you know, I appreciate you guys. And at the end of the day, I made sure I shook all their hands and you know, thanked everyone um, because, you know, they, they, they did it. I just wanted to you know, acknowledge and show them that. And, um, you know, one of the kids, and he's probably maybe a little younger than, than I am. And, um, but he asked, he said, Oh, is this, is this your house? Uh, I said, yeah, it is. You know, I'm a real estate investor doing a fix and flip. And um, you know, we were talking about, I could tell he knew a little bit about real estate and, you know, knew a lot of terms and, you know, said he's, he's been looking for someone to, to help him and, you know, kind of show him the ropes. And uh, I told him, Hey, I'm, I'm not an expert by any means, but you know, I'm definitely happy to help any way I can. And, you know, if you have any questions, just hit me up. And uh, you know, I gave him my Facebook and uh, we were messaging back and forth on Facebook. And, you know, he just you know, saying, Hey, you know, thank you. I've asked like, like lots of people, um, and like nobody was willing to help me. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. I don't, I don't know why, but yeah, man, I'd, I'd love to help. And um, so I went back and forth, helped him a bit, and he actually uh, ended up putting me on to like his whole. Um, he said, you know, he has a whole network of, of tradespeople, um, of you know, people that can do all the stuff to help me with the flip, and you know, he connected me with them, and you know, because uh, you know, that's what he does. And uh, yeah, I said, you know, gave me all these people that he trusted and vouched for. Um, he actually helped me hot, not hire the other person that was there. Um, he didn't bad mouth the guy, but he said, Hey, no, I'd, I'd go with this person, this person I trust with me, you know, I've worked with. And, um, so yeah, so he saved me a lot of time, money and energy just off that. And, you know, just by be, being willing to help him and, you know, answer a few questions. So, but yeah, that's just first one that pops in mind, but, you know, really just being a go giver, it's crazy. It pays off, um, you know, not always the way you think it will. And I don't go do be a go giver expecting something in return. Um, but just being willing to give me willing to help people, man, it's, it's, it's a better way to live for sure. Absolutely. You know, and it's the, it's, there's two parts to the equation. You, you have, you have to give everything that you have and in order for it to really be effective, that other part of the equation of you can't expect anything back. Mm -hmm. You really truly have to give not expecting anything back. Right. I've been in so many situations where I see somebody that needs help. I'm having a conversation with a lady uh, within the last couple of months and um, she has a budding business and uh, it's flopping around and it's not doing as well as she wants it to. And she's real smart. Uh, and, and I said, well, Hey, 
let me let me see what I can do to help. Send me some recordings of your sales calls and I'll critique them. Okay. She sent me a recording. Uh, I picked out seven, eight, ten. I spent two hours going through and just dissecting this call and sent back the feedback. And she's like, wow, okay. And then she applied this stuff and she went, I think, six for six on her next six sales calls. Wow. Closed six of them in a row. And she's like, yeah. God, that's amazing. We should do business together. I'm like, yeah, we should. It's <laughs> awesome. But, yeah, that, but I wasn't expecting huge. that. I just like, this was a person that needed help. I could mm -hmm. offer that help. I had the time and the interest. And, and it was, it was something that was fascinating to me. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then we found a way to turn that into future business, but I wasn't expecting that. Like she could have taken that and gone wherever. And that, and I really truly felt that like, if I had just never talked to her again, I knew that I had that impact. Right. But then we kind of came back around and it's like, all right, well, maybe we should do something a little more serious together. And I'm like, cool. But if I'd expected that and I tried to go for it, I think that it wouldn't have happened. Right. No, you're definitely right. But I think it does come back to the law of reciprocity too. So, you know, it's going to come back to you some way, you know, maybe not the way, you know, an immediate like payoff, but some way, you know, you give enough, you know, you got to be willing to receive because things will come back to you too. That's right, man. So, and, you know, just, just one more question for you, just because you've, you've kind of crawled up from the, uh, the depths of, of a system that is built to kind of support us, but not really to push us forward, you know, right. with the, you know, juvie and the group homes and, you know, being homeless and all these things, you've, you've got all of these support structures and people that are kind of designed to, to assist people with that. But did you get any assistance from that? And if not, where did you, aside from your wife, where were you able to just kind of grab on and, and get a leg up in, in a world that's basically built against you? Yeah. So for me, it was, I didn't really get any assistance. No, um, like teachers, everyone has told me I was going to be shit. Um, you know, really like, Oh, you're a loser. You're getting in trouble. But well, they know I'm like, you know, busting my ass just to get to school every day. But yeah, and really anyone else really didn't get any assistance. I'd say, um, you know, I think those people are just people doing their jobs and they're not happy to be there anyways. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's shitty. Yeah, feeling like no one's there to help you. But yeah, really, when I, I got a leg up was when I found sales. Um, before that, you know, like I said, uh, talked to my wife. We had, um, you know, she believed in me. I wanted to do big things. The only thing I knew at the time was to, if I wanted to be successful and get those things and be rich, was you know, I had to sell more drugs. You know, I have to you know, step it up. That's the only thing I knew. The only people I saw making money. Um, I didn't know about entrepreneurship or sales or anything. Um, so yes, yeah, so I was I started selling cocaine. Um, and then, yeah, so a bunch of times I definitely could have got put away for a long time doing stupid shit. I was, you know, 18 year old kid and didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, looking back, it was like risky as fuck. I'm like, what are you doing? But it's, uh, the, the breaking point for me was we had the FBI come and knock on, I was living, I was homeless before we were living at her mom's house. Um, and the FBI comes banging on the door and I have a lot of Coke and guns in the house that aren't registered. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going away forever. And I'm just putting all these people in trouble that, you know, believed in me and gave me a place to fucking live. Like, what am I doing? Um, but they're actually looking for a business partner <laughs> that I was working with that um, somehow, you know, they raided his house. Uh, he was one of the big people. And then he got away from the cops. He hopped out of the police car if they had him in cuffs somehow. I don't know how he pulled that off, but. Houdini. 
Yeah, yeah, he had cuffs on too. And I don't know, they, all the cops, everybody was pissed because it made them look like idiots. But uh, yeah, so he, I said, think he said to roll the window down. Somehow got the window cuffs. But, but yeah, they came to the house looking for him. They, they didn't have warrant or anything, they didn't search. But I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, you know, looking back, I'd still be in prison like, for quite a long time. So it was, that was like, I got to figure something else out. And I can't do this shit, put these people in that position that are helping me. So you know, what kind of asshole am I? And uh, yeah, so then uh, my buddy um, came over, we were having some drinks. And he's like, oh, I got this job in a call center. I'm like, oh, what's a call center? You know, he's like, oh, like, you know, we call people on the phone and, you know, they you sell them stuff, you know. I'm like, oh, you're like, here's this script. You know, I think you'd like, be good at like it. Like Coke? Can we sell them Coke? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, they're like, oh, they're like penis pills and like uh, <laughs> e-cigarettes before e-cigarettes were things and like hair loss shit, like really wild stuff up like the radio people would call in for. Okay. But um, but yeah, I'm like, oh, that sounds, this can't be a real job. Dude. Like, he's like, oh yeah, and they pay you like, you know, every time you, you sell something. I'm like, that's nuts. I'm like, that sounds cool. And this is like good. He's like, yeah, yeah. So super funny, the whole nother story getting the job, but um, I ended up going up there, got the job, found sales. And it was the first thing I was ever good at. And I'm like, wow, I went in right off the bat. I was killing it. And everyone's like, oh, this guy, this guy's like some special. He's good at this. I'm like, oh, and then, yeah, I really just, just dove into sales from there. And that, that kind of changed my life and my trajectory. Sales was the first thing you were ever good at. It was, yeah, my whole life. Yeah. Tell, tell me more about that. It's like you're, you're struggling, you're trying to find your place. And then all of a sudden selling penis pills you found your calling yeah exactly yeah <laughs> but it was uh yeah i don't know so that my buddy that's kind of a cool story so the the buddy came over and he's like oh i already have your job lined up i'm the man there everybody likes me um you know super cool you're in don't worry about it and there's like a two-hour drive to the place so we're reading the script he's like this is a script you just gotta read the script i'm like what's the script you know it's this piece of paper you know just what you're gonna say to these people so i read it and he's like oh i was awful you know i think uh i was like it sounded so bad like I was I always been a good reader, but just it just didn't sound natural or authentic. And he just basically coached me through it. We we had a whole 30 pack of like soup, the cheapest beer you could get. I think it was like Natty Ice. And that whole night we basically drank the whole thing and just kept practicing the script. And then <laughs> that next day we we drove two hours, hung over, looking like shit. He tried to give me a haircut too, because I was looking like a bum at the time. And then he messed up my haircut. So I had to go in there bald. Um, and then I wore a suit because my wife worked at Calvin Klein. And, you know, she, I had like this one nice suit. So I put this on and I get to the super sketchy call center and I'm like super overdressed. I'm bald. Um, super hungover. This is, like some, this is like some boiler room shit. Yeah, no boiler room. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's what he taught. Like that was like my favorite movie growing up. I'm like, Oh, this is a real thing. The boiler room's real. I'm like, yeah. fuck. I'm like, yes. I'm like, sign me up, dude. So, uh, yeah, we go. And, uh, yeah. So well, I'm in this suit, super overdressed. Um, and they're like, dude, like, what are you doing, Matt? Why did you bring Kai here? And, you know, we, I told you we weren't hiring. I'm like, bro, like, what do you mean you guys aren't hiring? They're like, no, no, trust me. He's great. He's like, this guy, he taught me how to sell. You know, he's saying I taught him how to sell, which I didn't even know how to read a script until yesterday. He's like, he's the best salesperson I've ever seen. You know, he was the manager at this other place and just look, all these lies just hyping me up saying I've like done sales forever. And I'm like, dude, and we, we smoked weed too, like on the way up because we were hung over and I'm just in my suit, bald, like high on my mind. I'm like, bro, like what, what is going Hung over on? from the natty ice. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm like, okay. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, well, here it goes. And I go, look, he's like, watch, just watch. Let him get on the phone. He's going to show you. And like, so the whole office is staring at me. Hold my beer. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone just stare at him. Like, get on the phone. And like, you know, he's going to show you, you know, how good he is. You know, you, you know, don't, don't believe me. Watch. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> That's and a lot of pressure, man. Yeah. Like everybody's watching me. I'm like, hi, I'm paranoid. I'm like, okay. So, uh, yeah, I get on, get on the call. I'm like, fuck, it rings. And 
a person calls in for whatever the penis pill or quit smoking or some shit. I remember the first one was, but I got the sale and I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, I sold them on all the upsells too. And um, I think I made like $3 or something. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm, like, I'm going to be rich. And then uh, yeah. it rings again and I close the next one. I close like three of them in a row and everyone's like, oh, well, and like the HR lady ran down, like, who is this person? You can't be working here. Like he hasn't signed any paperwork. He's closing also, the he's high. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but they're like, oh, no, we're hiring him right now. I'm pretty like, sure that that suit is stolen. Yeah, right. It was. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, they hired me. They're like, oh, yeah, you got a job. Come back tomorrow. I'm like, oh, cool. But but yeah, that was that. And then just really that's a crazy story, things. man. Yeah, I got a bunch of them, man. You need to lead with crazy. that story, dude. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's amazing. So you go down to the boiler room. You have no experience. You're hungover from Natty Ice, and you're also high. Mm -hmm. And super high. I could smoke like two blunts. Super so a long high. Ride. Yeah. And and your friend is basically just making up your resume mm -hmm. uh, to get you on the phone, and and you yeah. started knocking down sales. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I only worked at Wendy's before that, so yeah, I got like made two dollars off a of sale, and like I'm this is it. I'm gonna be rich. I'm like this is <laughs> that whole two bucks, you know. That's amazing, dude. That's a great story. You know, and it's, and it's a good uh, it's a good kind of segue into our our do zone diagnostic where we're we're just gonna kind of dive in and figure out how that how that brain works. Are you ready? Yeah, just do it. Quick rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind. Number one, what's the what's one thing that you do that keeps you focused on your goals? I uh, really just writing them down. So I make sure I try to write my goals down, um, and then I have them printed out. Um, let me see, I just have them. I just keep them in front of me. Um, so I make, I, they make them important to me. So I have them in like a frame. I keep it here where I can read it and see it every day when I get into the office um, and I review them before I go to bed. Nice. Can you share one of them with us? Uh, yes. Yeah, so a lot of them, they're just yearly ones for this one. Um, yeah. But a, a big one for this year is to, um, let's see. So I want to get my uh, jujitsu blue belt, um, which I need to start training more to get that. Okay. Um, but yeah, is that one. I want to take my wife to Greece. So I have one in different categories. Um, so the yeah, gratitude, just you know, making sure I'm doing um, what I'm gra grateful for every day. And some of our activities, uh, big thing we want to do too is we want to start our nonprofit this year. We want to start a pit bull rescue ranch. Um, okay. We recently rescued a pit bull and realized what a big issue that is because a lot of them just get killed like as soon as they're brought to shelters. So mm. we definitely want to do that. But yeah, and then um, group-wise, um, we started a local um, like connected network, it's called. It's like a, a local like networking event. So we want to build that to 50 members. Uh, and then for grind, I'm, I'm trying to do a million uh, in personal net income this year. Nice. That's awesome. And and how do you get back on track, Kai, when you lose that focus? Um, really for me, so like I, I kind of struggle with being super positive and, um, you know, then I may talk to somebody who's like not or, you know, I kind of get back in that abundance of scarcity. So whenever I start losing focus, um, for me, it's like, you know, I'll have to just make sure I'm actively feeding myself positivity. So, you know, wake up, make sure I read something positive, like the Dr. Uh, or Pastor Joel Osteen, uh, like a lot of his books. Um, I like the, there's like inspirational movies and stuff I'll watch. And I like um, a lot of like motivational speakers, you know, it helped me a lot when I started my first business, like uh, Eric Thomas or Ryan Stuman or, you know, there's people I'll, I'll listen to that kind of have succeeded, who, you know, their, their voice resonates with me. Um, you know, Andy Frisilla, um, Ed Milet, I need, I'll just listen to that positive stuff to kind of get me back on track. Cool. And, and who is your support group and how do you, how do they keep you accountable? 
Yeah, so my support group's Apex. Um, I recently joined Apex, uh, which is a mastermind group we're both part of. And yeah, really just all the people in there that, you know, people reach out to me, like you know, Brian Wright the other day just messaged me, you know, like, hey, brother, I hope you have a great day. How are things going? Um, and then I have people that I do um, in Apex now that we do weekly accountability calls um, just to kind of keep each other on track and make sure we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Awesome. Now, how do you approach a difficult project that you're not sure how to complete? Um, so yes, yeah, so I just break it down. So I just try to do the math and the math never lies. So I'll break it down in as small as activities I can. Um, and then just know, Hey, well, basically what I want to do is condense everything into a daily activity. So if I reverse engineered it from how long I think it's going to take, what it's going to take, you know, quarterly, what's it going to take weekly? What's it going to take daily? So, and then I, I know what I have to be doing and I can kind of check and make sure I'm on track to, to be getting there. Yeah. Well said. Last question. What's the number one pro tip you'd give to someone looking to get more stuff done in less time? Um, it was power blocks. Yeah. So to set up a time and block everything else out, if you're working from home, put a, put a, do not disturb sign on here, um, on your door, whatever you have to do, just make sure you shut everything on, put on some lo-fi music or whatever you like and just stay focused and, you know, do as much as you can. You'll be surprised what you can get done in one little power block. I love it. So tell me a little bit more about what is it that you're doing now? You mentioned you're a real estate investor. Tell me, tell me what that's like and, and uh, who, who do you serve and, and how can people interact with you? Yeah. So pretty much what we do is um, we do fix and flips. So, and we're trying, and we also do wholesaling. So we're always looking for deals, looking to buy properties. So if you know anyone that wants a cash offer on their house, um, you know, I'd love to see if we can help them or if not, you know, point them in the right direction. I know a lot of great realtors too, but yeah, so really just looking for people that want to sell and, you know, um, and that's where we come in and where we can help. Excellent. And, and how can somebody interact with you? Yeah. So um, just my website, kylogue.com. So K-Y-L-O-G-U-E.com. Um, connect on with me on there. Follow me on social media. And you know, I'd love to connect. And anyway, I can help give you value or, or help you, you know, reach out. I'm here. Are there any kind of regional uh, preferences or restrictions on that? Or just pretty much anybody that is listening to this podcast can reach out to you? Yeah. Anybody anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, random dude in India that listened to my podcast, reach out exactly. to Kai. I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm, he's your guy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Kai, this has been really great. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that story and, and especially that, you know, finding your, finding your superpower and, and that sales story. That was, that was amazing, dude. And like you got this, you should turn that into a book or, you know, a movie or something. I would watch it. Thanks, man. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So uh, we're going to wrap from here. Thanks very much for Kai Logue uh, for joining us. If you would like to learn a little bit more about what he does and, and connect with him directly, you can go to kylogue.com. That's K-Y-L-O-G-U-E.com. Uh, we're going to wrap up. Uh, and if you're a busy entrepreneur looking to get to the next level, head over to thedozone.com for more productivity tips, tools, and strategies. You can also join our Facebook group of the same name. Until next time, remember, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with yours? I have a job for you. Open up your phone or get out a piece of paper and write down these three questions. Number one, what is one important task I can get completely done today? Number two, when can I start it? And number three, what impact will that have on my life? Now answer these questions as best you can every single day this week. Then commit to taking action daily. Now you're in the do zone, baby. Let's go. 
Need some help with accountability? Are you stuck where you're at and not sure how to break through the barrier in front of you? Join the DZ tribe for free by visiting thedozone.com. We're a group of hyperactive entrepreneurs who want to help you get more stuff done. Oh, one more thing. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. Text them, email them, send them a DM on social media, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever. Be sure to tag us at The Do Zone. Also, keep the five-star written reviews coming over on iTunes. That helps new people find the show, hear it, and get themselves into The Do Zone as well. And always remember, the road to success is paved with imperfect action. So what are you waiting for? (laughs) Go do something already. See you next time.